sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tate Stevens, along, as always, with me is AJ Cronk. Yeah, buddy. No more popping the uh, monster. He's done. No, He's done doing it. I've been... He's. I, I'm on it. Sucking down the waters. Yeah, well, that... <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I just... Uh... Thought of a joke I heard uh, earlier. Yeah, thought of a joke I heard earlier. <laughs> anyway, hey, we got a good one today. Um, actually, we're talking about Entertainers of the Year. Country, CMA, Entertainers of the Year. Um, There's been a lot of them. Been a ton, right? Yeah. Uh, way back. Way back. And and so we're going we're gonna to reach back and grab some of the ones that truly are my some of my favorite artists of all time mm-hmm. are on this list, um, obviously. And you have the... The big ones, you know, the the ones that everybody knows about, but some maybe you forgot about, you know, or maybe like, wow, I didn't know that that person was an entertainer of the year. So we got a lot of that going. So stick around. Okay, so we talk about CMA. The you know the CMAs are a big deal, obviously. ACM CMAs, huge um, award show in in country music, right? If you're even nominated, it's a a giant honor to be even nominated for Mm -hmm. anything. Right. Yep. So the, the, I mean, whether you're a new artist, female vocalist, male, but whatever it is, video of the year, whatever, it's a huge honor, but the big, the granddaddy of them all is the entertainer of the year. Yep. Now you look at that and, and for a long time, I didn't understand totally what that entailed. That's not just being entertaining. Right. You know what I mean? That's not just being able to go out and throw on a great show and and just killing it yeah. live. That's not that is kind of what it is, but it's about ticket sales. It's about numbers of tickets that sold to your shows. It's about how your songs are doing on the charts and things like that. So there's there's so much that goes into being and becoming entertainer of the year. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Um and I didn't really know that until I became part of the CMA thing and you know you know i didn't know i didn't i didn't know that yeah. i was just like everybody was and i was like oh i didn't know well anyway so this is um this is kind of that list that if you make it you're in the the top of the top creme de la creme the upper echelon the upper echelon yeah and uh so we're gonna start we're gonna go back 1974 right and um, even before, do you know the first? Uh, it was, um, hold on, it was, um, oh my gosh, uh, the first ever recipient of the Entertainer of the Year. Oh, dude, uh, it yeah. was, um, uh, 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 hold on, my half times have changed. <laughs> Eddie Arnold. Yep. Ah, God, it took me forever. Ding, so, ding, ding. yeah, yeah, um, that was the the very first the very one. first. So, uh, which cattle call was? Come on, man. 
That's a giant song. I mean, for a long, long time, that was a giant yeah. song. It's even around. I saw it the other day on a commercial. Oh, like yeah. a TV commercial. Yeah. So that song's yeah, still... Yeah. Um, so it's 1974. We're going to go back to 1974. This guy, um, they... they they had a couple different nicknames, but one of them became the Silver Fox. Yeah. And um, I will tell you, the dude is, he's hes truly, cla- like, uh, hes he got a, a degree in music, um, like, concert, pianist, just amazing, amazing voice and everything. Mr. Charlie Rich. Yes. That's so good. It's back before the days of auto tune. Yeah, absolutely. You had to be able to do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we go back 1974. Charlie Rich um, had two, two of the biggest songs of that time. With with this one, which and I don't know if it was seventy four when this one came out, but um, uh, behind closed doors, obviously this one, um, he this song I used to do this in our show. Oh yeah, because what a great song! Yeah, you know, absolutely. And um, and and he it just oh my god, he had so many great songs, and then you had to to have songs like this. Stand up, and it stands the test of time. And I'll say this probably more than not this evening with yeah. some of these songs that we're going to play. It'll be a drinking songs. game. It would <laughs> absolutely. It should be. This should be a drinking game. Absolutely, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Charlie Rich had that. He, not only his his obviously musical prowess, but his his vocals were a killer man oh yeah had some cool just his, his like like bluesy smoky thing yeah. going man it was just cool yeah it was really cool it had like almost like a loungy quality yeah to it yeah absolutely it, was really it wasn't <clears throat> now it's country music obviously yeah but but it was more like i'm gonna say pop yeah country oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. because it was lounge. That was the bro sort of. country of its day. Yeah, I wouldn't say bro country, <laughs> but definitely like definitely more pop country for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but you know, it, it was it had that it had that different thing. What a what a oh my god, dude, what a great yeah. And Charlie Rich in seventy four, he beat out Roy Clark, Mac Davis, Loretta Lynn, and Olivia Newton John. Oh yeah, because of Greece probably, and oh no, well she had yeah. her she had her thing before that. Yeah, right before well, that too. It was, um, God, I can't even remember what her. Yep, I'll 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 get to lying if I start thinking of stuff. Because yeah. I, I mean, but I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway. So you have Roy Clark. You said Roy Clark, Loretta yep. Lynn. Yeah, he beat, beat out. out Loretta Lynn. Roy yep. Clark. Now I will say. Entertainment wise, because I I got to work with Roy a little bit in yeah. Branson uh, years ago in the early late night like uh, well two thousand. In Roy's defense, he got it in seventy three. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but Roy Clark was so he was so fun. What a good dude. I mean, he was a great. He was he was like just a gentleman all the time. He mm-hmm. was funny. He was just a good guy, and he 
And he literally played the guitar nonstop. Yeah. Like he would just sit there and be talking and never, he'd never start, stop playing the guitar. Yep. In the dressing room, he was just like, yeah, guys. And just going, going to town, just yep. playing, never stopped. And it, it, it was cool though. It was just yeah. cool to be around him because he was such a, a sweet man. I can only imagine if your full-time job is to play your guitar and sing. If that's like what you do. 24-7. Dude, I mean. That's, that's what he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all these people. That's what that's what they do. So, yeah. so Charlie Rich, nineteen seventy four. Um, so let's we're gonna go. We're gonna jump a little bit. Yeah. You know, because obviously somebody won it in seventy five. Yep. Um, in seventy six, somebody won it. Nineteen seventy seven. This guy right here, one of my all time favorite, all time favorite artists. You can't. I don't think you can sing much better. I don't think you can bring emotion to a song much better. I don't think you can sing a happy song much better. And I don't think you can you can get much more iconic. Yeah. 40 plus number one hits. Entertaining as he can be. Absolutely. And just, man, this guy. So good. It's so good, man. It's so good. Plus, he got to play with Elvis. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie Milsey. I don't <laughs> oh, think we Ronnie. even said his name. Nah, <laughs> I didn't have to. I mean, the music just... Man. So yeah, good. Yeah, so good. It's good stuff. But he beat out, uh, looks like in 77, Ronnie Millsap beat out Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, Dolly Parton, and Kenny Rogers. I'm going to say something. I love, I love Ronnie Millsap. Yeah. Literally one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Entertainment-wise, Ronnie can he threw a great... His yeah. show was fantastic. He got up, walked around the stage, yeah. jumped off his piano. We saw him like... He dude jumped off his piano. He's blind. Yeah. Can't see anything. And he's jumping <laughs> off the piano, jumping yep. on the seat, walking around the stage. It's like, what? Crazy, right? His show was amazing. Uh, and, and at one point, he was a giant star. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you when you, I mean, I get it. Merle Haggard is Merle Haggard. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and and Merle's the he's just Merle. When you you have Merle, you say one word. Merle. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody knows exactly. Or who you're you say about. Haggard, and it's either one, either name. Yeah. Is synonymous with greatness. And and for him to never have won, isn't that crazy? Of the year, yeah. Never won it. I mean... He's runner-up a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I wonder... I, and I... Look, man. And I'm not I'm not saying that Millsap and Charlie Rich and all these other people that won this award. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying that it's all political. But there had to be a little bit. <sighs> you had to be. No one has the catalog of music that Merle Haggard has. No. No one. Nope. If, if there's someone who has the catalog... A catalog as 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 vast and great as this. Let me know, because I don't know of any artist. And just is it me? You can. He takes you. Yeah, takes he, you there. He takes you there. Yep. After all these years, man. Golly, that's that's what it's supposed to be, man. Jesus. Yep. That's that's what that's what me and 
every other artist on the planet tries to do. Yep. That's what we try to do. We try mm-hmm. to be him. Absolutely. I don't, I don't care. Anyway, so so yeah, Ronnie Millsap. I mean, just the cool. He's so many great songs. Some of my favorites. Um, and 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 forty forty some number ones. Oh yeah, just more than more than ninety five percent of all artists. Yeah, ninety eight percent of all artists. Yeah. There's only one guy who has more than him, and he's on the list later. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's got more than Garth. He's got more than anybody. Yeah. So, um, of number ones, uh, just amazing. So we're going to go, that was 1977. Let's go to 1978. 1978, this, this lady right here. Yeah. Doesn't get much cooler yeah. than Dolly Parton. It's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, she, Jesus. Somebody's making a comment on Facebook the other day. They're like, hey, it's like a Dolly Parton went in, or no, they said, uh, I guess Willie Nelson is set to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, well, Dolly's already in there. Vince Neal's playing the Grand Ole Opry. Nothing yeah. surprises me. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Dolly Parton, let's talk about Dolly Parton a little bit. Started out. Writing songs, yep, and and singing, obviously mm-hmm. writing and singing, and and Porter Wagner, Porter Wagner said, "I need you to be on my show. Mm-hmm. I want to help you out," and he did, and he helped her, and I mean, then the rest was what the history, if you want to say it that way, you know. Um, obviously, she wrote the iconic "I Will Always Love You." And that's for Porter. She wrote it yep. for Porter. Not that she loved him as a lover and all that, but as her friend and yep. as her mentor yep. and everything. And they had their fallout and they had all this stuff, but she always loved him and he always loved her. And it was like, and I mean, because Dolly's been married for like a hundred years. She's been married to her husband forever and ever. Yeah. And, and, um, but Dolly has, she's got, I, you know, iconic, obviously, but her, her voice is, I mean, it's it's so recognizable immediately. It's immediate recognizing. You know, as soon as you hear her voice, you're like Dolly Parton. Know oh, exactly yeah. who it is. Oh yeah. Um, and not a lot of artists are like that. Some mm-hmm. artists, you're like, oh, I know the song. Who is that? Oh, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's that person. Yeah, that's that. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nope, it's this person. Yeah, no. Oh no, that's not him. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds like. Yeah. Him. But yeah, Dolly yeah. just and she's always had her thing and and it, and and if you've ever watched a, a interview. She is quick-witted oh, yeah. and funny. Still. And just amazing. So mm-hmm. like and 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 she is, if not the richest, probably the second richest country artist of all time. Yep. Uh just because she's smart. And mm-hmm. she's a businesswoman from, yep. from the beginning. A businesswoman. Like yeah. no one took advantage of her. How many times have you been to Dixie Stampede? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we went this year. I've we been a bunch year. of times. You know, but you know, big old turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like uh, it's it's funny because you you see these artists and 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 stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, Dolly Parton's iconic, blah blah blah. You know, uh, Jolene and all these great songs yeah. I would love. But it goes beyond that. She's like a, a business person. She's smart. She's no one took advantage of her in that in that way, right? You know what I mean? 
Now she looks sort of like a, a puppet of herself now because all the plastic surgery yep. and all that stuff is not good. But you know, whatever. It's Dolly, and she even makes fun of herself. Yeah. You know what she says something about she's got more plastic than something. She's <laughs> she's awesome, dude. She's so good. So we're gonna skip. So that was 1978. We're going to jump right into talk to about him just a second ago. 1979, man. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, iconic songwriter. Before he was ever an artist. He had penned a few of the of the biggest country songs that we know today. Yep, sold them yeah. because he needed the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Patsy Cline recorded "Crazy." Yeah, he just wrote that as like, "Hey, hang on, real quick, let me write this." You need another song? Yeah, hey, right, give me five minutes. Yeah, and 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 that's stupid. It's like what, man? What? It just happens to those people. You know, I think he was a he was a salesman. I think he was selling Bibles or something, um, literally, selling, or insurance or something. It was crazy. He was like a salesman or something before, he, and obviously writing songs. Sure. But he, he because he wasn't an artist. Yeah. And he was a struggling songwriter. Yeah. Until, you know, he sold a few songs, and yep. they worked. And he doesn't, I mean, he didn't get anything. He got 50 bucks out of them. It was like 50 bucks for one song and maybe 100 bucks for another song. Yeah. And... The, the publishing company took all the rights, all the royalties from him, and he only got his mm. little bit of money. So Dirty. Obviously, Willie, you know, and again, that guy, I mean, he's never going to die. No. He's pickled. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> like, he's like, you know, he, he's already embalmed, and he's already, yeah. he's just going to live forever. And and obviously, his his music will live forever, for sure. Yep. <laughs> Willie Nelson. is all the road again. Uh, I just got to play it. It's so good. It's, it's good so stuff. good. It is so good. And you don't even have to be a Willie Nelson fan. You don't yeah. have to be a country music fan. And you play the intro. You play that. Oh, yeah. People are like, oh, on the road again. They don't even have to know the words. They just yeah. know that that little piece of chorus. Yeah. So we go in from 1979 right into 1980. We're going to do 80 and 81. Yeah. The first uh, back-to-back winner. Back-to-back winner. First one, female. Dude, she was a smoke show back then. Beautiful woman. Beautiful voice. Country, <laughs> Barbara Mandrell, and yes. and so she started as a little steel playing, guitar yeah. playing, banjo, mandolin playing girl, young, thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, and, and she was on some TV shows back home where she's from, and uh, someone got a hold of them and like this, she needs to be a star. Well, and then her sisters were also yeah. Musicians. Did you ever watch their TV show? Yeah, Mandrell. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Dude, I used every, to love. Dude, I loved it. Reruns, of course. Oh yeah, sure. Know, but I, I got but, to yeah. watch them. You know, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I was I was old enough that I watched them, and and so 
Uh, my dad. God, my dad loved Barbara Mandrell. I bet he did. He he used to say, I climbed through a thousand miles of phone cord to hear her fart in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not even kidding, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that yeah. before. Yeah, he'd say he yeah, he loved Barbara Man. He you couldn't get any better for to him, Barbara Mandrell. Nineteen eighty and eighty one, man. That's yeah. well and, and that's the first and that's the first back to back. Yeah. And and for her to come out and do that Well the first year in eighty, she beat out the Charlie Daniels band, Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson and Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Then the second year in eighty one she beat out Alabama George Jones, uh, Oak Ridge Boys, and Kenny Rogers again. Wow, wow. Yeah. You know. Craziness. Um, it's, again, and she she was on a meteoric rise. Oh, yeah. You know, especially at that time. She, I mean, she was on top of the top at that time. And um, especially, I mean, and for a female entertainer into mm-hmm. a male-dominated, you know. There- wasn't cool. George. Man, come on. I was country. So, you know, that, that says a lot about Barbara and, and her career and, and everything, uh, her team of people behind her and, and, and um, label and everything. Uh, man, it was just, you know, for, for a female to, to do that in a male-dominated um Genre, it's just music in general is male dominated. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's awesome for her and, and for women in the country music industry. So we go in 1982. Now we're going to go 82, 83, and 84. It's all the same group. Yeah. And probably the biggest country. Same guitar sound. Yep. In every song. <laughs> so Alabama comes out 82 through 84, and they are, yeah. they just, they're like, you know what? Listen, we are the best on the planet. Yep. And we're, we'll just continue to do this for the next three years to be the biggest artists on the planet, in which they were, and in fact, still today. Um, you know, and, and after Jeff Cook died, you know, um, I think. They could still go out and probably do some sort of, um, you know, reunion or or some sort of tour and just have a different bass player, you know, play. But fixing the camera. So there we go. Yeah, so fix the camera. <clears throat> like I said, Alabama, they 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 have oh I don't know how many number ones, tons, oh, and they're yeah. hit they just hit records. I mean Dixieland a lot I mean, you can name mountain music, Dixieland, you can name a thousand of their songs. Yeah. Everyone knows them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter. You can be playing in any nightclub, any it doesn't matter, and you fire up an Alabama song, yep, and people are gonna be like, Yep. 
Yep. They'll make their way to the dance floor, or they'll be singing along and and getting after it. Love them. Probably, mm-hmm. I, I think they are the, the the biggest country band. Probably. In the world. I'd say. I, I mean, ever. Ever that ever was. That first year, they beat out Barbara Mandrell, Willie Nelson, Oak Ridge Boys, and Ricky Skaggs. Could you imagine if Barbara won three years in a row? Dude. Well, Alabama did. No, I know. And uh, the second year, they beat out Merle Haggard, Barbara Mandrell, Willie Nelson, and Ricky Skaggs. 1984, they beat out Lee Greenwood, Barbara Uh-oh. Mandrell, Ronnie Millsap, and the Oak Ridge Boys. So, Lee Greenwood. Get old Lee in there, yeah, man. Your buddy Lee. Oh, our buddy Lee. So, 1984, that was 82 through 84. Now we're going to throw in a quick little 1985. That's right. You wanted to skip it, but I said, <clears throat> I was just picking Suck out. it, Tate. We're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one puts Ricky in a corner. So, 1985, Entertainer of the Year. Yeah, man. Ricky Skaggs. These Highway 40 blues. So good, man. He came in just that right time. It's just like, I don't think there really was anybody playing like that type of rootsy country. Like, that, that was in the No, probably, in the, in the probably not. Probably not. Um, but listen, if you listen to, especially like this one, and Uncle Pin, and some of those oh, other yeah. ones, it's it's so bluegrass influenced. Yep. And but it's just country, man. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. This is a true story, by the way. This song, Larry Cordell wrote this song. Who originally? Who originally had the? No, I'm thinking of Heartbroken. Never mind. That was yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Larry Cordell. Oh, well, Mr. Larry Cordell wrote this song, and this one, and he also wrote one of my favorite, uh, my fa- my favorite Diamond Rio song, "Mama, Don't Forget to Pray for Me." Oh uh, yeah. Both very true songs. Isn't that crazy? Who would ever thought a mandolin would be like on top forty radio? But. That's so cool. 1985, Ricky Skaggs. Man. So we go from 85. Now we go now. 1986. Yeah, that's right. The This, okay. I know Kitty Wells and Patsy Klein and um, Jeannie Seeley and mm-hmm. you know, all the great female artists, right? Yeah. Great. To me, it's like once this red hair just fireball came on, on into the country, they everybody else just kind of took took yeah. a seat, you know. Back when she sang country, man. Yeah. So good, dude. Lips. <laughs> so, 1986, Reba McIntyre. That's right. Again, now another artist. We talked about Merle or Haggard, George or Jones. You have one name, Reba. 
Man, you don't, you don't have to say anything else. Everybody like, knows. Everybody so knows. Like, like Ricky. Just like Ricky who? <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. No, by the way, just to back up, Ricky Skaggs, he beat out in 1985. He beat out Alabama, your buddy Lee Greenwood. Oh, again. Reba. Yeah. And George Strait. Oh, George. See, Georgie. Now, see, here's where George starts coming in. Now, yeah. see, George has been playing since 1981, having hit records, right? Yeah. Probably male vocals to the year a few times back then, I would he imagine. He wasn't King George yet. He wasn't King yet, right up until Reba. So, 1986... But Reba in '86, she beat out the Judds, Willie Nelson, Ricky Skaggs, and George Strait. Yeah, well, George Strait. He was always now. Now he's in. Now he's in the, the bridesmaid, but never the bride. Right, right, right. So '86, Reba McIntyre comes out, wins, wins the Entertainer of the Year. So now, now I don't know '87. Oh yeah. So, okay. Now, so good. Here's it. Listen, I mean, let's let's be let's be call call it what it is. Hank Jr. Call it what it is. Hank Jr. Right? Oh, I hear something negative about to come out. No, 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 no. I don't have anything negative to say about Hank. Okay, but you 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 take a look at his dad. Mm-hmm. Hank Senior, right? Yeah. This guy had to live through that. He had to live through. Oh, you're Hank's boy. Yeah. He's the first. If I'm not mistaken, he's the first superstar kid to come through in in a situation what he did. Because now he when he first came out he was singing his dad's songs. Oh yeah. Because. His dad had passed, mm-hmm. so he was. That's how he was trying to make his way into. Look, I'm Hank Junior. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sing dad's songs oh, to yeah. get myself noticed. Well, they were like, "Look, you ain't your dad, boy. Go be yourself." Yep. And I think, I think it was maybe as a weight lifted off his shoulders because who wants to be in the shadow of Hank Hank Williams? Yeah, you know, and 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 so for him to to just say, you know what, I'm going to be me. You know, had a terrible accident, obviously, yeah, falling off, fall the mountain, off the mountain and all yeah. that stuff. But he started making that transition from, okay, you know what? I'm not my dad. I'm going to play my kind of country music. Yep. It's not my dad's music. It's a little heavier. It's a little more rock-ish if, in back then. And, and for him to become Entertainer of the Year... And for him to have a third of his of the the career that he's had, yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. amazing. That's which, awesome. Which funny enough about Hank Jr. He won in '78 and '88, and both years beat out the same list of people: the Judds, Reba, George Strait, and Randy Travis. Yeah, both years they were all nominated, and he yeah. won. Yeah. So and and you know like Hank, like Hank Jr. Not it's it's now it's like a fad again, right? It's like Waylon. Yeah, it's like oh, you, you like I'm a country singer, so I gotta like Waylon, I gotta like Johnny Cash, I gotta like Hank Jr. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm not a Johnny Cash fan. I'm not. I don't like Johnny Cash. Uh, I think Boy Named Sue's funny as hell. I love it. That's <laughs> on, and and one piece at a time. Things like that. That's it's funny to me. I, whatever. But I'm not a Johnny Cash fan. I understand what he did for the the business and all that. Yeah, dude. It's come on, man. It's dumb. That is not dumb. I don't like it. June Carter wrote that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's what happens after Mexican for me. Makes a fire, fire ring. ring. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, after Hank Williams Jr.'s back to back, we finally, finally, here finally we go. Finally, the man gets his bum, just bum, desserts. Bum, the king. Crickets. <laughs> That's usually my cue to come in, but yeah, I can't find. There it is. It started way back in third grade. Yeah, man. Smooth. I used to sit beside him in New Hayes. A pink dress, a matching bow, and her ponytail. Mm. Yeah, the guitar in that's so good. Yeah. Well, in that year, in 1990, is when he wins. He, so 1989 and 1990, he's oh, yes. back to back yes. entertainers of the year. Yes. Right. First year beating out Reba, Randy Travis, Ricky Van Shelton. Ooh. And uh, little Ricky and Hank uh, Hank Williams Jr. That must have been the Ricky you were talking about when you said Ricky. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Van <laughs> Shelton. Cause yeah, yeah. And then uh, in 1990, he beat out Clint Black, Kathy Matea, mm. 18 what? Wheels. Great. Uh, Ricky Van Shelton and Randy Travis. Yeah. So now that's 1990. We go to 19. Where am I? Where did I go? 19, I, oh, 91. 191. 1991. This is when the changing of the guard kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, say what you want. You can you can like him, or you don't have to. Looking back, well, that's not, not that's him. That's not Garth. But <laughs> but you know, it, it, he doesn't have his stuff because he doesn't have Spotify stuff. But it doesn't matter if you have been an artist or wanted to be an artist since 1990. Mm-hmm. And you say that Garth Brooks doesn't influence you, didn't influence you in your music, your live show, your whatevers. You're lying. Yeah. You are a liar. Yep. Because there's nothing bigger after mm-hmm. 1990. There's no artist, no artist, not just in country, no artist bigger Period. Than, Garth, than Garth Brooks. Yep. And so you, you bring him in. 1991, that's the changing of the guards, as I would call it, because you had the Randy Travises, who are amazing. You mm-hmm. had George, obviously, who's King George. At the, he's King George at this time. Yeah. Like right in this era is when people are like, okay, well, George Strait's the the, the goat of all goats as far as country artists go. You yeah. know, cowboy hat wearing country guy, George Strait's the man, right? Mm-hmm. Garth even says, I wanted to be George Strait. Oh, yeah. Still trying to be. You know yep. what I mean? I get it. So, but you had Randy Travis, you had George, you had these guys that are just, their music is sweet and smooth and, you know, good and all that. And then you have Garth Brooks coming in here, throwing a little attitude at it. Yeah. A little. Now you had Hank Jr. Back in the day too. You had Hank in there, but, but even Hank was, he's, he's still in that. Of course, he's a, a a giant star. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's still like it's just him and Charlie Daniels. But Charlie Daniels, no one looked at Charlie Daniels as being anything other than just country, like a rocking country guy. Yeah, Charlie Daniels is a rock man. 
Mm-hmm. The Charlie Daniels Band is a Southern rock, Southern yeah, rock yeah. band. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you had some of those in there, but Garth Brooks really came in in this time and just said, "Listen, guys, I'm going to take ever. I'm going to take a little bit from you. I'm going to take a little bit from George Jones and Straight. I'm going to take a little bit from Haggard. I'm going to yep. take a little bit from you, Randy Travis. I'm going to take a bit, a little bit from you, Dwight Yoakam. I'm going to take a little bit from you, Lefty Frizzell. I'm going to take a little bit from all these artists, right? Yep. And I'm going to come in with my music. And my show, mm, we're going to be a little different. Yeah. I'm going to come flying out of the stage. <laughs> I'm going to have fire and smoke. And I'm going to swing over the audience. And I'm going to smash guitars. And I'm going to throw things. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to have this crazy show, live show. Yep. Right? And am I going to be the best singer? No. Am I going to be the best whatever? No. But it's going to be the best show on earth. ever seen. Yeah. It's going to be the greatest show on earth. That's I am Ringley Brothers and Bartum and Bailey Circus in one man. Yep. You know what I mean? So, and that's what he did. Yep. And that's what he does that's today. Absolutely. What Even he did. today, we saw him last this past year at, at, in Branson at, at the new amphitheater down there. And it's just like, and I've seen him several times. I've seen Garth several times in concert. You know what's coming. He almost says the exact same thing in the exact same time. Yep. 25 years later, same song. Yep. And you know what's happening and you know what's coming and you still are like, ah, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what? So then, I mean, he's six or seven time entertainer of the year. Yeah. So it just keeps going. It, it skips a few years and he's again for a couple of years, and it skips a few years and he's again in a couple of years, and and then that's when you realize that oh man, not only does the man have it, like okay, he's but but it's the show, yes, mm-hmm. and it's ticket sales, mm-hmm. it's revenue. Yep. How much is this man making? And back in nineteen ninety and ninety one, when we had Kemper Arena. 15,000 oh, yeah. seats. Kemper, I seen him there the first time. Sold out, obviously. And and it was like, okay, my God. These people, are, it's hysterical. It's, 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 I mean, it's hysteria. It's like the Beatles. It's like the Beatles, right? Yeah. And for him to do that four nights in a row, and for the money that he was making at four nights in a row in 1990, mm-hmm. you know, and, and tickets were 20 bucks a piece, which... Wasn't a, it's not a lot of money, but it was in 1990. It was a little bit more than it is sure. now. But you know, he kept them low so everybody could go. Whether you're in the nosebleeds or front row, it was 20 bucks. You know, and and so for him to do that, just the money and the merchandise. Yeah, you know, the millions and millions of merchandise in 1990. That's a lot of millions today. Yep. You know what I mean? Just oh, translating yeah. money, and it's like, good God! So he's been doing that for as long as he's been touring. You know. And and it it was so quick for him to, 1989 he got his record deal. Mm-hmm. Now he's been playing for a long time up until then. Did his college days doing his acoustic things, and he had his uh, little band there in, in Tulsa and all that. And then when he he moved to Nashville for a day, moved home because he <laughs> realized that no one liked him and didn't want his stuff. Well, he came back. You know what I mean? So it took him ten months. It only took it took him less than a year to get a deal. And then it was like okay, 1989. Two years later, he's entertaining the year. Yeah, that doesn't that's, happen. Isn't that stupid? That doesn't happen. That's that's that doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's like what? In the, just because he has it, and, yeah. and 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 his people around him, I think they knew it. Yeah, you know, you listen to Bob Dole, his manager, and I think Pam Lewis at the time. I think they were like, we put our houses for collateral for collateral. 
to, to launch him because we believe that much in him. No one's going to do that for an artist today. Mm-mm. Nope. I mean, these people went in and took second mortgages out on their house yeah. to put into him, so to make him Garth Brooks. What? <laughs> Crazy. But it worked, yep. right? Now they're both a lot more wealthy than they have, would have ever been without him. Yep. You know, so. Oh, yeah. He went 91, 92. Uh, you know, you have Garth Brooks. Now, I mean, now that rushes in a, a ton of new artists. Well, this guy's been around for a long time. This next guy, 1993. 1993, this guy comes in sweet, smooth voice. Oh, yeah. One of the best tenor voices you're going to hear. Guitar slinging just craziness. 1983, Vince Gill. Vince Gill. Another one of those back-to-back guys, 93 and 94. Yep. 93, he beat out Brooks and Dunn, Alan Jackson, Reba McIntyre, and Garth Brooks. Yeah. And then 94, he beat out Brooks and Dunn. Same people, Brooks and Dunn, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, Reba McIntyre. Yeah. So, dude, for a good stretch, it was the five of them just over and over. Yeah. Well, because that was 90s. Yeah. That was the 90s. That was 90s country. Now... Yeah, the time, '90s was the best, dude. Come on, and and now in there you have you have Mark Chestnut and Tracy Bird, Tracy Lawrence. I mean Clay Walker. You got all these great artists that are emerging. Yeah, and it's like you got guys like Vince Gill who can play shred shred the guitar, right? He's yeah. with the, he's playing with the Eagles. So if that doesn't tell you anything, yeah, right? You know, I mean that's not that's a I mean it's kind of a garage band, I guess. Yeah, you know they're <laughs> they're okay. They're okay. Um, so Vince Gill comes out, 93, 94. Now, yeah, like you said, you had Garth, you had jo- you had uh, Reba, you had Brooks and Dunn, which, yep. I mean, yeah, that's, that's uh, they, they've been around for, you know, and, and, and winning. They're probably, they're probably duo of the year, vocal duo of the year, more than any other duo. Yeah. Had to have been, mm-hmm. right? Uh, probably the most successful they have to be the most successful oh, they, yeah. um, duo. duo. Yep. They have to be. They've got to be. Um, so, so in 94. So 19, now that's 1994. Now, 1995. 1995. Wait, what about 1994? 1994 is Vince Gill. 93, 94. I mean, 95. 95. So I'm, I'm right, in 1995. Right. We play your favorite song. <laughs> Alan Jackson. your favorite song. Well, we're down just how young he sounds. Yeah. You know, it's funny. He was like 30-some years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was a little older than most artists coming up. Yep. Alan Jackson comes out in 1995, wins Entertainer of the Year. Here's another guy that took what George Strait was doing mm-hmm. and said, you know what? I don't need to do anything different. Yep. I'm just going to do it my way. And, and have a little bit more pop on my guitar, you know, with the Telecaster thing. And Brent Mason said, I will gladly play all your stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's what you get, you know. So here come that here come that cool, fat Telecaster sound. Alan Jackson comes in and kills it in 1995. Now, Alan goes on to win 
later on in the sure. in the early two thousands. So mm-hmm. ninety five. So then you have you have um, uh, where did I go from there? Where I had Alan Jackson. Oh yeah. So ninety five, ninety six, nineteen ninety six. Here they are. Nineteen ninety six. It's another one. It sounds so young. I know. I love his voice. Yeah. Randy Hauser has a lot of that. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So... Brooks and Dunn, probably, like I said, we, we just talked about them being probably the biggest vocal duo ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, I'm trying to think. And I, I, the closest thing I could think of is Montgomery Gentry. Bellamy Brothers? Be, well, mm. for a short Yeah, but run, I'm, that's what I'm I mean, saying. I mean, I'm saying for the longevity of their career, I don't know. I, and maybe I'm wrong. Somebody will, Hopefully somebody will be like, no, dumbass, it's this. Um, so, yeah, 1996, you got Brooks and Dunn. Yep. Now, again... We go back. We go back. You can't keep the man down too long. Yep. Right? 1997. Old back. <laughs> 1997 and 1998, you got Garth Brooks again. Yep. A- again, the man had had kind of stopped touring at this point mm-hmm. because he wanted to raise his daughters. He wanted to raise his family. Yep. And he's like, look, guys, I'm, I'm going to be out. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to take some time, and I'm going to go away. And he did. Yep. And he come back, and he's Entertainer of the Year again. <laughs> what? What? Yep. Two years in a row. Like, what the... F- I mean, holy God. Yeah. You know, so it 97, does. 98, you got, you got Garth Brooks, right? Yep. Now, um, we... You, you Okay, I don't know. Um, what'd you do for 99? Did you do anything for 99? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what a woman wants. I'm going to be honest. (sighs) Just not attractive. Not attractive at all. Just terribly ugly. Hideous. (laughs) I don't know. What a hideous woman. You know, when she came out, Boots. What was that song, Boots? Uh, Oh. Who's better? Oh, boots been yeah, under, yeah, yeah. and that when she's walking down that little dirt path in the video and stuff, that's her first single, I think. And I'm like, oh my, oh my, yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's a game changer, right that's there. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my, oh yeah. my goodness. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, Shania Twain, 1999. Talk about artists that come in and just bust the doors down, man. Yeah. I mean, well. Again, came in at the exact right time. Yep. Exact right time. Um, again, a woman, a female artist, had the thing. Had a thing, and man, did they run with it. Beautiful. And and Mutt Lang was producing all her stuff, which Mutt, obviously, if you're a music guy at all, Mutt was Def Leppard, yep. um, ACDC, yep. some ACDC stuff. And there's a couple other ones, a couple other big ones. I'm sure I'll miss them. But, oh, there's a bunch. But anyway, hugely, hugely famous producer went in and did all this. 
and said, yeah. we can make this record. And and now we're at that tur- the turn of the, you know, we're in the 2000s, yep. 1999 to 2000. Things are changing a little bit, right? A little bit. People are starting to have a little bit different sound. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a little, little, you know. Um, the Dixie Chicks. The Dixie Chicks. Dude, I had that out. That what is it? Uh, Wide open spaces. That album. Yeah, be- it what was a great, great, what a great record. Buddy Blake Chancy. Great that's record. A, that's great a record. Great record. That's that's a great record right there. Yeah. Uh, man, Blake Chancy produced all this stuff, and oh yeah, Sweet Life Podcast yeah, alumni. Yeah. Produced all my stuff, and obviously it wasn't near as um, successful as theirs. <laughs> But no, Blake. Uh, Blake told me the story about the chicks when he found them. Didn't want to sign them. In fact, Scott Simon was running the label at the time. And he's like, Nah, I don't want them. And so they made up some sort of weird deal, and like on a golf course. This is true. Uh, made up some sort of deal. If I beat you, you have to sign them, and if you beat me, you owe me a million dollars. Man, well, they lost, and they had to sign them. <laughs> so they're like, Wow. All right. Yeah. And then their deal was terrible. Yeah. They're selling millions and millions of copies. Of their of their album, and they're making very little money, and they're selling out arenas. Yeah, and and the labels just raping, well, raping yeah. them. Which eventually, well, eventually it all came yeah. out in the wash, and they're they're very well off. They're yes. fine. They're fine. <laughs> they're they, they're good to go. They're good. They're good now. So that was two thousand, right? Yep, two thousand. This guy right here, absolutely. Probably came out. I think when when Tim came out, two thousand one, right? Two thousand and one. Tim McGraw, Entertainer of the Year. Mm-hmm. This song. Well, this song was like ninety. Yeah, this was this was a little earlier, but like this song three or something. So yeah, what's funny about like this song? There's he has a couple songs in his career, and they're like landmarks, like every five years. It's weird. Like his first single sold. Listen, his first single was called Memory Lane. <laughs> I love it. It's really? a great song. Joe Diffie wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Diffie song. And, uh, but he had that, that whole thing didn't work. Yeah. Sold like 50,000 units. <laughs> it was done. And then not a moment too soon, that whole album came oh, yeah. out with this and yep. all the other ones. Indian Outlaw. I'm an Indian Outlaw. So that's what happened. And as you said, 2001, you know, here comes Tim McGraw. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm not much on his new stuff, but dude, no, no, back in the day. I'm not either. Yeah. No, it, you couldn't get much better, man. He's got some great songs on there. A yeah. friend of mine, Steve Grauberger, wrote. Um, get call, a song called Give It To Me Straight on that record. Yep. And what a great tune. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Steve produced uh, all the um, Dixie Cadillac stuff. Yep. So, 2001, 2002, now we get back. So, here's, here's um, we come back from, two, from 1995. He wins it in 1995, comes back in 2002. Yep. Wins it again, well, Alan Mr. Alan Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, 
you know, so, two thousand and two and two thousand three. So back to back. Yeah, beating out. Let's see, two thousand two, he beat out Brooks and Dunn, Kenny Chesney, Toby Keith, and George Strait. Uh, two thousand three, beat out Brooks and Dunn, Kenny Chesney, uh, Toby Keith, and Tim McGraw. Hmm. Two thousand and two, two thousand three. Yeah, Alan Jackson. Two thousand and four. Here comes this little dude from East Tennessee. That's right. Did you ever hear that song that that uh, they put out? Do you think's my Patrick sexy? No, seriously. So no. a couple years ago, this is the first year we went to the Super Bowl when oh, it was yeah. like Patrick Mahomes. This dude uh, reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, can you?" Uh, can you record a, a vocal? I have this music. Can you record the vocals on that? I'm like, uh, I guess. I didn't think anybody would see it or whatever. So I, I got this deal. <laughs> it's I got this video. It's on YouTube. It's had like a couple million views, I think, or something like that. But it's you on stupid. you singing it, me singing it. Yeah. Wow. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we even got on the news and everything. Like uh, Fox Four came over to his house, and we were over there talking about it. Really? Like, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was. It was a thing. That but hey, a you know what? We're, we'll just have to play it. We'll have to play it. We'll start playing it. We'll just start doing it in our live show. <laughs> <laughs> so, two thousand and two and three, Alan Jackson comes out. Now you have Kenny Chesney. Two thousand and four wins Entertainer of the Year. Absolutely. So he wins. He's a three-time winner, too. Mm-hmm. He had 2004, uh, 6, and 8. 4, 6, and 8, old Kenny Chesney. Had. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't do too bad for himself. You know, here's the thing. Uh, 2005, you can't skip over this guy. Keith Eben. Keith Eben. 2005 Entertainer of the Year. That's right. Now you take you take several years of that back. Roll back several years. Late nineties. Mid mid to late nineties. Mm. Nashville. Playing there. I see this three this trio of a band. And I'm like, who in the hell's making all this noise? Yeah. And it's three dudes. I mean throwing it down. And it's Keith Urban and the ranch. Great, great stuff. Oh, yeah. I love this album. Every song on the album. Like, if somebody's like, hey, let's play that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I've never played any of them, but I know them. I know. I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Ah. We used to do this song all the time. Yeah, we did. We did. Tie so I can breathe. 2005, Keith Urban. He's another multi, multi-winner. He is. There's a getting into some of these later years. It starts getting into a lot of the same people yep. over and over. Start to get, yeah. but uh, yeah, absolutely. Just gonna let this play for a little bit. So good. So. He won in 2005, 2006, went back to Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney, and, uh, actually Kenny Chesney three years in a row. So he's four years. So he's he's got a four-peat. He's a 2004, uh, six, seven, and eight, right? Right, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But three years in a row. Three, yeah, yeah, three yeah. consecutive years in a row, man. Kid, look, that's killing it, dude. Yeah, you know. It'd have been cool if he'd have done four. Yeah, it'd have been cool if he'd had five. <laughs> Stupid. So Kenny Chesney, we're moving up to 2008, 2009. I never got. Okay. I don't know. It it. There's so many things about Taylor Swift that. They're that are good, um, and and there's so many weird, weird things that are just weird. But you can't you can't knock her for the career she's. I mean, she's had an amazing career. Oh well, sure. In, not only in country music, but in pop music. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. she's been able to weave them both in in a way that has has I think has really changed the game a little bit. On and artists are able to follow. In that same pattern of country and pop, and and kind of making that, you know, thing okay, mm-hmm. you know, um, you you think about, I mean, like we, she opened for for me one time, Taylor Swift. I was in the Outlaw Junkies, yeah, and we're playing at the Peanut. Oh yeah, and it was it was Halloween, <laughs> so we're doing a big Halloween party, right? So. Uh, Mike Kennedy comes up and says, "Hey guys, guys, guys! I got this. I got to get this artist on. Can she play for like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes? She's gonna do like three or four songs. That's it. Yeah, cool. You're like, all right. Her name's Taylor. She'll she'll be in in just a second. She and she and Mike's like, be nice. She's only like 13, 14. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, here comes this little entourage. You know, you could tell record people and management and stuff. Mm-hmm. And here she comes, tall, skinny blonde girl with a little halo and wings on because it was Halloween. She was dressed up like a little angel. And she had her little guitar. And she's like, thank you guys so very much. And she turned around and she plays uh, her songs. Uh, Tim McGraw was her first yeah. uh, song. And then played a couple other things and, and didn't say much to anybody. You know, just kind of, and people are just kind of like, okay. No, you know, but no, you know, I mean, they were just kind of <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. hey, that's pretty cute. She's a cute little girl, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And, and, and that's all I thought, mm-hmm. you know, when she walked off and she's like, thank you guys. We're like, hey, great job, you know, whatever. And then we did our thing. A year later, you know, I'm, I'm like, God dang, she's yep. like headlining her own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. So yep. anyway, where are we at? We're at oh, we're 2010. Ooh, 2010. Oh yeah, my man, Brad Paisley. Jeez. Here's a guy, Brad Paisley. Man, here's a guy that just came out and so country. Yeah. So country. Man. It's like Skaggs back in the 80s. Yeah, just you know, came out and said, listen, I'm a guitar shredding fool yep. and I'm gonna play out of the box. You're not gonna you're gonna my tone is a little different. The way my guitar sounds is a tad bit different. It's country, but it's a little bit of something else. And I'm gonna play notes that probably aren't even in the right key. But yep. it's gonna sound really, really cool when yep. I do it. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play some really good country music. And you're gonna love it. And we did. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm a big, big Paisley fan, man. Yeah. Now, I didn't like some of his newer stuff. 
some of the newer stuff just kind of like eh, it's a little far. Yeah, he went a little too far one way, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But when he does this kind of stuff, and, Dude, and yeah, oh, man, he good. didn't have to be and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah. so good, man. Yeah. Well, in 2011, Taylor Swift wins again, and yep. then 2012 got a new. Oh, Balake Shelton. Oh, Balake. Here, Blake Shelton. I, I, uh, he had some good stuff early on. You know, who did this song originally? George, George Jones. George Jones, that's right. There, somebody else did it in the 80s. Yeah, I thought somebody. Um, hang on, I got to look this up. It was, uh, because I heard it the other day. Um, yeah, I thought. Oh, yeah. Kenny Rogers. Oh! Seems like a little bit more amped up. It's not too bad. I mean, it's, that, that's, it doesn't get more 80s than this. Cool though, yeah. It's got it's cool. It's Kenny Rogers, man. <laughs> yeah, really eighties, but yeah, very. It's good, 80s. man. Oh yeah, so good. I like it. So good. That was two thousand and eleven, right? Or no, that's twelve. When was that? Two thousand eleven. <laughs> That was 2012. 2012. 2013, George Strait gets yep. it again. 2014, we got a newbie. I don't even know. I don't even think I put him on my little playlist here just because I don't I don't really like him. <laughs> but I'll, I'll... All right, play it. I'll throw some on there anyway. <sighs> he sounds like uh, Gomer Pyle to me. A little bit. Oh, no. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. He, he has a few really good songs. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just a guy who sometimes I think of these some of these artists, and I'm like, yeah, they're doing great. Obviously, some yeah. arenas and stadiums, and good for them, making millions and millions and all that. Great. But when they go home and, and you know, let's say they just want to go and play like a thing. And and they're like, hey, you know, you're you're 65 years old now. Let's yeah. fast forward to their 60 being 65, and they go play the Opry. You're gonna sing "Shake It for Me." Yeah, at 65, girl, 70, girl, shake, shake it for me, me, girl. You know, come oh. on, man. For me, girl, shake it for me. Get that old man voice, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Larry Gatlin. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Larry I'm sorry. Gatlin. I'm sorry. I love well, him. After 2014, when Luke Bryan wins, he wins again in 2015. Right. Uh, 2016, back to Garth Brooks. 2017, back to Garth Brooks. 2018, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. 2019, you go back to Garth. 2020. And now, here we go. Listen. 2020, Garth Brooks came out and said, listen, because he was, I think he was nominated. Yeah. And he was supposed to win. 2020 or 21. 
Yeah. And everybody knew it was going to be, because he came out with his new record, the new show, everything was coming out, and he was just killing it. He's selling out 80,000 seats a night. You can't compete with that. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. You can't compete with that. And he basically told the CMAs, listen, I understand, but give it to somebody else. I've won it six or seven times now. I've won it seven times. Let somebody else have a turn. It's okay. I get it. I'm I'm greatly honored that I'm nominated, but yeah. I don't, you don't even have to worry about it. Give it to somebody else. Let them win. Yeah. So in 2020, the guy that gets the hand me down award from Garth Brooks. That's right. Old Eric Church. Eric Church. He beat out Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, and Keith Urban. Keith Urban. I told you about the the George Strait show, and Eric came out just him and his guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not an Eric Church fan. He's got a, he has a few good songs that I really yeah. like that are really really super great songs, but I'm just overall I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not. Either. Um, and and he, I became a fan like then because I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this dude is killing it. Just him and his guitar. Yeah, and and it was really good. I mean, it was just really, he sang good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and he was entertaining, he was funny. And I, I thought, that's, man, okay, all right, I got you, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. And and so I kind of became Good job, Air Chief. Good, yeah, you don't ever give yourself your own nickname, dude. Call me Chief. You say, I'll, call, I'll be called Chief. Ever tell you about the time I was playing the open jam? And, uh. It was a, well. It wasn't an open jam. I came and sat in at a dude's gig, and, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, we got a so and so. He's gonna come up and play some bass, and and we got uh, this guy over here. He's a saxophone player. He's gonna come up." But it was a blues band I was playing with. Hot right? lips. Yeah, <laughs> he's standing there next to me, just holding his saxophone, and I was like, "Hey, man, my name is AJ," and he goes, "Name's Hot Lips." <laughs> I, I just kind of went. <laughs> I chuckled, and he goes, he just kind of looked. I was like, "Okay." All right, hot lips it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> you had you had Eric Church 2021. Here comes the Here comes the girth. The girth. The old boy. I'm happy for him. That's right. I'm happy for him, man. He makes it okay for us chubby yeah, fellas hey, to get on stage and do anything. thing. I know I don't care, man. Yeah, Luke Combs, 2021, he beat out Eric Church, Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, and Carrie Underwood, which I don't know how he could beat out Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton's the best there's ever been. It's uh, money. I know. Anyway, okay, well, that's a very cool list. And so uh, some little interesting little factoids here. Uh, third most wins is tie is a tie between Alan Jackson, George Strait, and Alabama with three wins apiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place is uh, Kenny Chesney with four wins. Yeah, four wins. I was gonna say four wins apiece, but four wins apiece. <laughs> and uh, Garth Brooks is first Obviously. with seven. Um, you know who has the most total nominations? Mm. All right. Well, in third place, twelve nominations goes to Alan Jackson. Okay. All right. In second place, 13 nominations goes to Keith Urban, and, and uh, it's a tie between Keith Urban and Garth Brooks. Oh, wow, 13. And then the first 
highest uh, nominations amount of nominations. Nineteen nominations for George Street. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense, and he only That's won right. three of them. That's right. And there's also a list of those who have won on their first nomination, which obviously Eddie Arnold, because he was the first one. Yeah. Uh, Roy Clark won on his first nomination. Right. Charlie Rich, mm-hmm. John Denver, even though I his, know, didn't I, his, I didn't put it, I didn't put John on here, but didn't his uh, award get lit on fire, or was that Entertainer of the Year? Oh, I don't know. Was it? It might have been. By something. Yeah, Charlie Rich yeah. got drunk and lit, lit his award on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Lie right there on stage. <laughs> oh. And then he's like, my buddy John Denver. <laughs> it's like big flame thing. Uh, John Denver, Mel Tillis in 76, Hank Jr. in 87, Garth Brooks in 91, Shania Twain 99, Keith Urban in 2005, and Taylor Swift in 2009. Very all, interesting. All were first first uh, winner, first ballot winners, huh? Yep, absolutely. Well, that's awesome, dude. You think about like some of those artists, obviously the Charlie Riches, Millsaps, you, oh my god, Alabama. There's so many great ones on here. Obviously Garth, but uh, some of my favorites. Oh yeah, some of my favorites. And and an entertainer of the year doesn't mean best artist. It doesn't mean best singer. Doesn't mean you know. It, it's really it's, means most successful. It means the most successful that yeah. year. You know, for that touring year. I'm pulling for Chris Stapleton in 2023. Who won that year? I'll tell you, it's probably going to be Luke Combs again. Come on, Chris. Or or if they if Garth just said, stop doing it, because Garth sold out arenas or stadiums. Yeah. He was selling 70000 80000 a night. Oh, dude, you can't compete. You can't Nobody compete can compete with, with that. That's He's why the Elvis of yeah, today. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's you what know? I'm saying. So uh, I would say Luke Combs had probably him and, and uh, maybe Morgan Wallen. Honestly, Morgan just killing it, dude. Selling out everywhere he goes. I don't get it, but whatever. Whatever. Anyway, it is whatever. what it is, man. Um, so, hey, I thought that was pretty good. You heard good Stapleton's new song? I have not. Well, I don't know about new. It came out in 2022, but I haven't heard it. It's called I'm a Ram. I think it has That's something the, to do with this Dodge thing. Yeah, it's because he's in all the Dodge commercials. Look at that album cover. That's like retro. That's cool, man. This sounds like something. Another song. He 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 he's. Just the sounds, the overall sounds of his music. Yeah. Is it's so retro. Yes. It's so old school. Yep. You know? Who would have cool, thought though. to play? What does he play? A jazz master or a Mustang or one of them? Or one, yeah, what yeah. they're similar. I can't remember which yeah. one's which, but I mean who played nobody nobody played those. But yeah, it's cool. In country anyway. Yeah. Cool but. stuff though. Anyway, yeah, man. That was a good one. That was a pretty good little show. Good one. I like it. I like it. I like it. Some of my favorites and some of my not so favorites are on there. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, well, right. It doesn't matter. All yeah. right, guys. Well, um oh, you know. I think this oh. is episode number sixty. Is it number
number 60 already? I think so. I, I think, think so. should be. Yep, should be. Yep. Uh, well, you know I what? I feel really stupid if it's not. Let me yeah. <laughs> make sure. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's close enough. We'll make it episode 60, and then if it was really 59, we'll just say episode 59 was lost. No, come over, dude. We got to record one real quick. Yep. <laughs> Here's episode 59. <laughs> episode 59. Hey, guys, how you doing? All right, see you later. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to tell you this story. Okay. You know, uh, earlier this week, I started kind of getting a little freaked out. I thought I was um, thought I was getting shingles. Oh, that's, that's bad. Yeah. Shingles are terrible. They hurt. No, it's like, wow, well, it's not the shingles. That's that's only that only affects roofs. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. <laughs> uh, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. That's the first one I just thought of. Oh. Her, one time, me and Tate was playing hide and seek. <laughs> anyway, I won't tell. No. I won't tell that one. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. I don't know. I don't know what else to do now. We're out. All right. <laughs> hey guys, listen. Thanks for listening to uh, the show today. Um, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, <laughs> I have some concerns. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> All right. Anyway, like I said, make sure you leave us a uh, leave us a note, leave us a uh, a, a, a review, and and uh, what you want to hear, what you like, what you don't like. It only helps us get better. And um, make sure you give us a, a follow on all the socials. Check out all our social medias for all the new um, podcasts that are coming out. This is episode number sixty, which is pretty cool. And uh, for all the other ones, go back and listen to all of them. So yeah. from 60, just start at 60 and go backwards. Probably gets better a little bit as you <laughs> go the wrong way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not real sure. But anyway, uh, make sure you uh, give us a five-star rating and all that. And make sure you share, 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 share this podcast. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.